today feels like it needs to be different as we were praying about the service and praying about what was going to happen this weekend as all of the events of the week unfolded, um, kind of landed in a place where I, I know for me, I feel like I need to spend some time seeking God. I need to hear from God more than I need to hear from, from a teacher, honestly. I, I need to spend some serious time in prayer. And, and this, this is what I mean. Uh, there are some days in life uh, where, where it's just full of joy, where the beauty of God is so clear, where we can see his good and his perfect gifts, and it feels like all is right, and heaven just might burst into earth at any moment. There are days in life that are, that are like that, and maybe, maybe that's one of the days where you are in right now. Maybe there's something great happening in your family or a new opportunity at work, something good and healthy and beautiful. There are days in life that are like this where you're like, you take out your phone and you want to text all of your contacts, every one of them, like, this is amazing. This is so great. But we all know that not every day is one of these days because there are also days on the other side where instead of seeing God's beauty, the brokenness of the world is just so apparent. And instead of joy, we experience pain And for me, instead of faith, I experience fear. And on days like these days, the tendency is for us to feel alone, for us to doubt, to question, to feel stuck, and to wonder, maybe has God forgotten about me? Uh, Those days, you you open up the scriptures and we read. And honestly, on days like this, it can feel like just another spiritual platitude. And I wonder, God, does it really make a difference in the here and now? And guys, if I'm being authentic with you, if I'm being honest with you, this week, I've had an awful lot of these days. For me, this week, an awful lot of these days. Of doubt, questioning, fear, feeling like every one of my weaknesses is is on display And the dominant emotion, emotion that I have is doubt, where I wonder, does the brokenness that we all bring to the story of life, does that brokenness stand in the way of what God really wants to do in the here and now? Is there really any hope? And my mind becomes a battleground of of doubt and despair and fear. You ever been in one of these days over here? Anything in your life that that might lead you to a despairing place, to a doubtful place, to a desperate place? I think the reality for all of us is that our lives can be full of uncertainty and brokenness. It could be global as we get afraid of viruses and helicopter crashes, but, but maybe even more close to home with medical issues, issues with our kids or The insurance money ran out or the collection agency keeps calling. She won't go to therapy. He won't come home. He lied. I don't know who to trust, what to believe, and I'm in pain. On days like today, days like this one, we like send a message to every one of our contacts. That's the text message of like, this is so great. Can you believe this happened? But on these days, the days of despair, that's when you send out the desperate text message. Have you ever sent the desperate text message? where you find anybody that you know that's a praying person 
and you say, please pray right now because I don't know what to do and there's only, this is all I know how to, how to do. I just need, to, need God to show up. Please pray right now. It's like a desperate text message kind of day. Now you might be hearing all this and saying, yeah, I, I get that there are some days like this, but actually I'm over here right now. I'm all good. We, we were talking uh, earlier on and there's a volunteer who got engaged and it's like, he's on the text everybody day, right? Another volunteer, they're expecting, text everybody. This is so exciting. This is okay. It's okay if you're not in one of those desperate text days. And if that's you, that's awesome. And I think we all know that both of these kinds of days come in life, don't they? And, and maybe today is an opportunity to learn how to handle these seasons well, so that we can navigate them when they come in our life. The truth that I've discovered is that life has both good things and bad things, oftentimes simultaneously. For me, I told you this week, I had a lot of these kinds of days, the desperate days. And yet at the same time, I'd go home afterwards and work on my nine-year-old's Pinewood Derby car with him. And that's beautiful. Sometimes you have both the good days and the bad days simultaneously. That's just life. And guys, that's our church too. Hear this clearly. My life is full of both brokenness and wholeness. Your life is full of both pain and joy. Our church is full of both brokenness and redemption at the same time. And what's not healthy is when we ignore one or the other, when we only talk about the good and we pretend like the bad isn't there, or we dwell on the bad, but we don't celebrate the good. The fact of the matter is that both are true at the same time. And God invites us to meet him in both of those kinds of days. We're in a series right now called All the Things. And the concept behind all the things is that as we study the Psalms, God meets us in all the things of life. He can meet us in all of the joy and all of the excitement, and all of the opportunity, and the adventure. He can meet us in those days, and he can meet us in all the guilt, all the doubt, all the dark, all the despair. In fact, if you study the Psalms, you realize that many of them read like a desperate text message to God. I need you right now. I'm desperate for you. Psalm 13 this is David. He says in verse 1, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? God, did you forget me? I feel like we are playing the worst kind of hide-and-seek imaginable, where I'm seeking and you're hiding. And I wonder if maybe you went inside and you're gone now, because I can't find you anywhere. He goes on and says, How long must I wrestle with my thoughts, and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? He describes that wrestling match in our mind that all of us have at some point, where we wonder, God, are you with me or not? Am I on my own or not? Are you just watching from a distance or are you right here? Verse three, he says, look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. He's saying, I can't see where to go. I feel like I'm stumbling around in the dark. And sometimes it feels like the dark is actually winning, that the brokenness is winning. And then in Psalm 13, 
David makes a turn. In the midst of this dark day where God is meeting him in all of the doubt, in the middle of that, in verse 5, he says, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise. You can feel it willing himself to do it, for he has been good to me. He's saying, God, you are the only one who can save me. You've saved me in the past, and I believe you can save me again, and so I will seek you now. I think the reality is that in all of our lives, many of us are in that desperate text message place. There might be a part of our life that is in that place, and and certainly there are parts of our church that are in that place. And so today, instead of going on as business as usual, today I'm calling us to prayer. Today, I'm calling us to get on our knees and to seek the only God who has shown up in the past and who can show up again. Today, I'm calling us to prayer. I'm calling you to prayer for your life, for the desperate places where you have doubt and fear. I'm calling you to prayer. It's time to get on your knees. And church, I'm calling all of us to prayer as a church. As a church, it's time for us to pray seriously. It's time for us to play honestly for our leaders, for our own individual brokenness and our corporate brokenness. It's time for us to confess, to ask God to lead us into his future. Now, maybe you hear all that and you're like, but Matt, I'm in the bright place. It's okay. My hunch is that you know somebody who's in the heavy place. So if you're not there right now, that's okay. I actually ask, maybe you could pray for them. Maybe you could stand with them. You could seek God on their behalf. And if nobody comes to mind, certainly our church would love for you to stand with us and seek God on our behalf. So this is what's going to happen now. We're going to spend some extended time in prayer as a church. And how this is going to work is we're going to do this in three movements. Throughout all of it, we're going to let the Psalms be our guide, kind of a prayer book. Three movements. To start off each movement, I'm going to read one of the Psalms. It's one of those honest, raw Psalms. And then I'll just give you a couple of points of direction to try and guide your prayer. And, and if those don't resonate with you, that's okay. Pray however God leads you. You can pray as an individual. You can pray uh, with others that are around you. Anything like that is okay. My one thing that I ask is that you pray with honesty. That you're honest with God about the places where you doubt, where you have fear. That you confess as he convicts. That you repent, that you get humble that you're honest. So I'll give you some space to pray, and then I will pray for all of us, and then we'll move on to the next psalm. So we'll have three psalms, three opportunities to get real with God about the hard days, the broken places, the desperate text message days of our life. And then at the end, we're going to join our voices together and sing to the Lord who has shown up in the past and we believe can show up again. Will you go with me on this church? Yeah? Okay. So let's get started with our first prayer movement. I encourage you to take a deep breath. Ask God to meet with us here today. And this is the first psalm. This is Psalm 69 from the Message Translation, and this is what it reads. God, 
God, save me. I'm in over my head. There's quicksand under me, swamp water over me. I'm going down for the third time. I'm hoarse, calling for help. Bleary-eyed from searching the sky for God. God, you know every sin I've committed. My life's a wide open book before you. Two direction thoughts to prompt you as you pray. First, in what situation of life do you feel like you're in over your head? Where does it feel like you're standing on quicksand? Where does it feel like you're sinking? My first direction is bring your specific desperate prayer request before God. And the second one, did you hear that verse that said, he knows every sin I've committed. I encourage you to confess the sin that he brings to your mind right now. Sometimes we're in over our head because of the situation. Sometimes we're in over our head because of our sin. Is there a place where this broken situation is your fault? Confess it. Ask for mercy and grace. He promises to give it. Humble yourself before the Lord. Take a few moments to pray now. Father, we're in over our heads right now. In our individual lives, God, there are these places where we stand and it feels like it's not a solid ground. And I wonder if we might drown. God, would you hear our prayers as individuals? Be with us in those places where we feel like we need you, we're desperate for you. Please hear us. And God, as a church, corporately, we confess our sins to you. As a church, we confess the times that we've let our agenda speak too loudly. As a church, we confess the times that we've let fear govern our steps. As a church, we confess the times that we didn't follow the law of love. God, please forgive us. We humble ourselves before you. Please come quickly to save us. Please restore us for the sake of your glory. God, we need you. We cannot do this ourselves. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And the second psalm, this is from Psalm chapter, Psalm 6. It reads this, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me, save me, because of your unfailing love. I am worn out from my groaning. 
All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. And some direction for you. First, ask God to break your heart for the things that break his heart. Part of these desperate prayers is is a chance for us to express sadness for what has been broken. There's this old word called lament. And the core of this is the idea that we see our brokenness and we let it break our heart. We see our brokenness and see how it results in more brokenness. And we join in God's sorrow. We ask God to give us sorrow that matches his sorrow. So my first direction is ask God to break your heart for the things that break his heart. And second, ask God to remind you that he hears you. Ask him to come close. Sometimes those hard days make us doubt God's presence. And it feels like God is distant or maybe angry. I encourage you, ask him to return. Ask him to open your eyes, open your ears so that you could see him and hear from him. Spend some time in prayer now. heavy right now because you are answering your prayer. We are asking that you would break our heart for the things that break your heart, that you would give us godly sorrow and you are doing it. In our lives, there's been so much pain and broken and God, I know that my brokenness contributes to that pain. And it's true for our church too. Our brokenness has led to yet more pain. And God, it breaks our heart. Please give us sorrow that matches your sorrow. And God, would you please hear us? You're already here. We, we can ask for you to come close, but the truth is that you are already close. We seek you as a church. We just ask that you would open up our eyes to you. Open up our ears to you. Help us to know that you are here with us. God, would you lead us? Lead us, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And the third prayer movement, in the third psalm. This is from Psalm 40. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. 
Come quickly, Lord, to help me. Two thoughts for direction. First, tell God that you desire to do his will in this situation. I challenge you to take your agenda and consciously lay it down and ask him for his agenda. Not your agenda, but his agenda. Ask him to help you see the right next step. And the second direction, ask God to protect you with his love and faithfulness to help you see him in the midst of the trouble. Ask him for protection. Take a few moments in prayer. and we desire to do your will and our lives and the hard situations we want your ways not our ways God as you taught the disciples to pray you taught us to pray we want your kingdom to come and your will to be done God we want your reign in our lives as individuals and it's true we want that as a church as well God, we want your will. We want your kingdom to come, your will to be done in Willow Creek like it is in heaven, in Chicagoland like it is in heaven, in this world like it is in heaven. God, we have to lay down our agendas for that to be the case. And so we lay down our will. Your word tells us to humble ourselves before you. God, we don't know the way. You know the way. We ask for you to come and to guide us and to direct us. Please protect us with your love and your faithfulness. We don't deserve it, but we ask for it. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I would like to ask everybody to stand. And like I said, we're going to proclaim together as one voice that he alone is our help. He alone is our salvation He's the only one that we can trust. But I also want to be sensitive to the fact that I know that that many of you might have those desperate situations and you've been praying by yourself, but, but you need someone to pray with you. You need to join with somebody in prayer. And if that's the case, right on either side of the screen, underneath the, 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 screen, the stage, underneath the screens, we'll have people there that would love to pray with you. You could just slip out at any time as we sing and go and pray with them. But before we sing, I'd like for us to proclaim in one voice the final psalm together. This is Psalm chapter 25, and together can we say these words. Here we go. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust strong. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Strong. Show me your ways, Lord. 
Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. God, we are asking for you to move. For the sake of your glory, not for the sake of our agenda, God, we want your ways to rule in our life. We want the world to know that you alone are the God who saves. And so we call on you. We ask for you to rule in every situation in our life and in our church. God, please be here even in all the doubt. Please hear us as we worship you. Please come quickly to save. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. James, would you lead us? You are. 
posture than on our knees with our eyes lifted up. And so my brothers and sisters, my prayer is that we could be a church that is known for being on our knees, eyes lifted up for heaven, watching for how God is going to move. As you go, may we be a church that is humble, A church who says, God, break my heart for the things that break your heart. A church known for being on our knees, known for being raw and honest with our God. And may God work his glory in this place. May his kingdom come. May his will be done in our lives and in Willow Creek and in Chicago and in our world, just like it is in heaven. with that, may we all go and walk in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Blessings, everybody.